This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. He loops out the left field. Going to be a tough play. Jeter on the run makes the play. Oh, flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. There it goes. Deep to left. Really deep. Oh, my goodness. What a shot by Aaron Judge. to the back end of the grandstand in left field. The Sanchino. No, that Gary is scary. Ball game over. Yankees win. Yankees win. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4 where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hope everybody's doing well. Episode 146 of the podcast tonight. Uh, The Yanks and Braves just had a pretty uh, quick, a very brief two-game series at Yankee Stadium, where the Bombers took the two-game sweep. Um, It was a solid bounce-back series for the Yankees after splitting with Philadelphia and then going to the Trop and... Well, they lose three out of four there because they always do, it feels like. Um, but they bounced back this this weekend, um, or rather this week, um, at Yankee Stadium versus the Braves. And, it, you know, they look good, man. Luke Voigt belted a home run the first inning of game one for a three-run shot. That was good to see. He's been producing all season. Had a couple more hits tonight in game two of the series. Um, but he pulled one deep to left. Um, and if you're watching the video cast, you see it right here on the screen. Um, so the Yankees took a three, nothing lead in that first inning. Um, you know, and, and they, they got some good performances from their pitching staff, um, this weekend too. So Jordan Montgomery looked good out there. Um, he won six strong innings, uh, went five innings where he shut out the Atlanta Braves, but then he kind of had a James Paxson type of a uh, sixth inning where he, uh, I guess he tired out a bit and he, you know, surrendered, surrendered a couple of singles and then the big three run blast, um, for a three spot, um, for Atlanta in that sixth inning, but he still finished strong. You know, he still finished with six innings under his belt, three more, uh, three runs earned and a quality start and a victory next to his name. So it was good to see a bounce back start from Montgomery after struggling in, uh, against Boston last time out. He looked good. Aaron judge hit his ninth home run of the season. Aaron Boone takes him out early. Turns out he's hurt once again, <laughs> but the Yankees win that game nine to six. And um, that Aaron Judge injury uh, it caused the Yankees to call up Clint Frazier. Um, actually, I think it was the Stanton injury that caused them to call him up. But Frazier did play in Judge's spot tonight, and he was the big talk of the of the game tonight. Clint Frazier going out there and just absolutely mashing. Um, Three more hits for the Yankees tonight. So we're going to talk about game two real briefly. 
Um, but guys, tonight's episode, we're actually going to have a nice, uh, I had a couple of guests on the show. It's going to be a nice little conversation I have with Kyle and Eddie, two big baseball fans, two buddies of mine. Kyle is a diehard Yankees fan. Eddie is a diehard Braves fan. So we talked about this Yankees Braves series. Um, and we just discussed some of the things that went on. Um, but we also talked baseball, you know, the state of baseball with COVID. We talked analytics. We talked um, robot umpires, you know, all that shit. We talked a lot about a lot of different subjects. It was very uh, a very good conversation we uh, we all had with each other. And, you know, it was just a natural convo. Nothing really was scripted here. We talked off the top of our heads. And um, so I hope you, do, uh, you guys do enjoy this episode. And uh, we're going to play that in a little bit. But really quick, let's just get right into the uh, into my plug. I want to take a quick commercial break, and then as soon as we get back, we'll discuss game two for a couple of minutes, and then we'll head right into the uh, chunk of the episode where uh, we talk about, again, Yankees, Braves, and, and a bunch of other things with Kyle and Eddie. So be right back. All right. Hey, guys. Really quick, I just want to remind you that if you go to my website, at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. You can find me on social media. You can find the links to my podcast and my blog. So that's all you got to do. Just go to my website, go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com and there will be a page that displays all of my information. All right, guys, thank you. Let's get back to the show. So, um, yeah, game two was great as well. Game two was definitely a good game to watch as well. The Yankees took a another victory here. What was it? Six to three. Um, now they started out in a two nothing hole. Didn't seem like Masahiro Tanaka had his best stuff from the get go. Couple of hard hits, couple of hard contact outs. And, um, you know, Aaron Hicks had to save him from a, giving up a two run shot in the first inning. But um, he did manage to get through four. Um, Aaron Boone took him out with 66 pitches after four innings, which was, again, uh, I hate it. I hate how we're killing starting pitching every day. It seems like starting pitching is becoming a dying breed, unfortunately. Um, you know, I don't understand why, but he was doing fine. He wasn't, again, he wasn't dominant, but Tanaka was doing fine. Limited the Braves to two runs in four innings, and, had some strikeouts, but he was getting his outs regardless, you know. But he takes them out, and the Yankees go with their bullpen, and um, they did the job, though. They still finished, again, with a 6-3 to three victory, so the pitching did the job. Um, but the story tonight was Clint Frazier, man. He's back, and he's, I'll tell you, they, they better start him every day. He better be in that lineup every day. <clears throat> now, he doesn't have to play right field. Hopefully, Aaron Judge gets back ASAP, but... You know, I want him in that lineup. You know, I would like to see an outfield that has the best defensive players in there, but Clint Frazier should be your DH. Um, I think Mike Ford spot starts at first base, but, you know, give him maybe split him time with Voight, um, but come off the bench and, you know, pr- uh, produce there. Um, I think the, the DH spot should mainly be Clint Frazier. I think this guy, this guy's fucking bat. Needs to be in that lineup. It is like he's swinging a wiffle ball bat when you watch it. It's so quick. It's like it's not even, it doesn't require effort. This guy's swing is so quick and it's, 
you know, he's an exit velocity machine if you're into that shit. And uh, big home run to start off the the fucking uh, to to tie the game in that second inning. Um, and then he had two more hits, a double and a single. Came a triple shy of the cycle. Um, yeah, he needs to be in the lineup. And this is a guy who's always been producing. It's not just like I'm talking about tonight as my you know point. This is the guy who's produced since he's got gotten time in the majors and it's been sporadic yet. He's still been a productive hitter. You know, you look at the career numbers, you know, good run producing in the span of games that he's played Clint Frazier. Um, you know, he's always, it's felt like the Yankees always um, look down on him for some reason. And I don't like that. I, I think Clint's a guy who needs to get everyday at bats. He's somebody who in a full season under normal circumstances could probably give you 30 home runs, a hundred RBIs, you know, be an 800 something OPS guy. That's the guy I see. Um, now, hopefully he can get that playing time and provide the Yankees with that spark. You know, he's that, he's that spark plug. I think he's a good, you know, little, uh, lightning. He provides that electricity. Um, so I want to see Clint Frazier out there, but, um, fucking LeMayu four more hits tonight. Ho-hum doesn't mean shit. Cause he does it all the time. He's hitting what? 700 right now. I mean, this guy's going out there and getting multiple hits every day. And he's exactly LeMayu. And we talked about this um, with Kyle and Eddie on the podcast that you're about to hear. But LeMayu is my favorite type of guy. It's all fundamentals. He doesn't worry about launch angle. He's got the, you know, the, the normal baseball swing. He makes contact. He's not a guy who's going to hit home runs and then single, double, triple. He's going to be a guy who does the single, double, and then hit the home runs. You know what I mean? His primary focus is getting hits. And if it's going to be singles to right field 70% of the time, I'm all for that because that's the most frequent hit there is. And he's frequently getting on base because he does that. He'll hit the home runs. He'll probably end up with, you know, 7 to 10 this, this season. But he needs to be out there playing. He needs to be getting everyday at-bats. Um. Obviously, he's going to. Sorry, I lost. I, I lost my train of thought there. I, I was looking at the screen and it started lagging. So, obviously, Lemayu is getting every day at bats. Um, I was I was thinking two things at once, looking at Frazier's highlights and talking Lemayu. <laughs> but um, no, love DJ, love Frazier. Um, but a good victory for the Yankees tonight. You know, um, picking up their twelfth victory and they are now twelve and six. So much better after that sluggish little uh slump they went through for a couple of series now they head to i don't know if this next series is in boston or new york but they're playing the red Sox and um starts on friday so they got the day off on thursday um as i am recording this it is a wednesday night hopefully as you are listening to this it is a wednesday night as well i'm going to try to put this up as early as i can um but you know it should be up if not wednesday night early early morning on thursday so Let's get to the episode, guys. You know, we pretty much talked about what we needed to. Um, I want to get to the meat of things here where, again, we discussed um, a lot with Kyle and Eddie, um, Yankees, Braves, and just baseball in general, a lot of topics. But first, let's get to the NYY, NYK question of the day, and then we'll get right into the episode. All right. All right, so last time out in episode 145, we talked about, um, we asked you a question that had to do with Aaron Judge. It was, um, 
you know, at the time, Aaron Judge had homered in five consecutive games. Um, so the question there was, who was the last Yankee to do so? Um, and the answer to that question is Alex Rodriguez. I believe that was in 2007. But Alex Rodriguez was the answer to that question in episode 145. Now, tonight's NYY, NYK question of the day is, how many championships did Yogi Berra win as a player? All right, so pretty simple. Just message me or comment on Facebook or Instagram. Twitter, I'm taking a break from. Um, so just <laughs> for the meantime, just comment on one of my posts on Facebook or Instagram and let me know the answer. Um, once again, how many championships did Yogi Berra win as a player? So let me know the answer and I'll give you a shout out, whatever you want. Brownie points, whatever. <laughs> so guys, let's get into the episode. Um, again, we discussed baseball with big Yankees fan, Kyle, and a big Braves fan in Eddie. Um, so we just got right into it. So there's not really an introduction here. Um, I do apologize. Maybe the audio is a little, a little low, a little choppy maybe here and there, but there's nothing we could do. Tried my best to edit it and um, it should be good enough for, for a listen. So hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, here we go. Yankees Braves chat with Kyle and Eddie for episode 146 of BD4. Guys, thank you so much. Let's get to it. It's all set up. See my background, Eddie? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Looks nice in the Yankee Stadium there. Yeah. Yeah. Really packed house. Not used to that. <laughs> dude, the fucking... Paul Neal was right, dude. The fucking crowd noises sound like static when you hear like, the fake crowd. Yeah, it's getting yeah. a little weird to me. Dude, they were They're starting... Better. Dude, they cheered the fucking... Uh, Auto, like the computer cheer when they hit a fly ball. I'm like, don't cheer that. Yeah. That's horseshit. <laughs> it's a Dude, I thought they, uh, I thought they got their, uh, all their, I guess you can say, sound effects from the uh, MOB The Show. Oh, yeah, MOB The Show really Yeah, fun. that's what they said. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how much truth there is behind <laughs> that, but. You're going to hear fucking Ron, fucking, uh, what's his name, Matt Baskersion. Send somebody! <laughs> <laughs> He went nuts the other night when Judge hit a pair. He fucking always. Oh yeah. On did. Sunday night baseball uh, last week. Yeah, he did. Judge. He went bizarre. <laughs> he went off the, I bet MLB the show called him that moment. Dude, I was gonna. Hey, we need some more recordings. We need you to do something crazy. Dude, I was gonna scary tonight. He got a fucking home run, dude. Can't really shit on him tonight. Yo, the fucking Braves, eleven and nine now. <sighs> the thing about that is. It's very uh, suspect as far as uh, you can call them the, a legitimate heart attack team, roller coaster team, whatever you want to call it. Just mainly because of the fact that, you know, you lose Mike Soroka for pretty much this season and more than likely half of next season. I mean, or possibly forever. That's the hard part, you know, because Achilles tendons are no joke. No, they um, they got a lot of guys missing from that rotation. They don't have Keuchel. They got rid of him, right? He went to mm-hmm. Chicago. Yeah. Felix, I think, opted out. Not that I yeah, thought he was going to do much anyways. Right. Um, they cut that one dude um, with the long name. Fultonevich? Fult- Fult- yeah, Fulty something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know who's in that staff. And I don't know how far they're going to... I don't know. What do you think the expectations for that team is? The Braves. I mean, the thing is, is that it gets to the point where how many... How many years in a row could you say we're ahead of schedule, right? Till it's time where, okay, are we really ahead of schedule? Are we 
being better than you know what people are expecting obviously the last two years they've expected us to finish fourth in that division you know behind the Mets behind the Nationals behind the Phillies you mm -hmm. know um obviously the Marlins aren't you know pretty much given any credit even though hey it's a topic for a different day but they're having a a great season so far but sorry but as far as the Braves it just seems like they can't get out of their own way you know whether it's injuries uh like you said who's on the rotation you know you have Fulton who just got DFA'd um you have uh, new, uh, Sean Newcomb, who also just got sent down to the minors, uh, a guy that we acquired for Angelton Simmons about three or four years ago. You know, he was a number one and number two uh, pitching prospect for the for the Angels at the time. So, hey, you know what I mean? Like, we're getting some firepower, getting some pitching. That was the whole, I guess you can say, um, John Hart, you know, that was his plan. You know, break it down, send Ugla, send Upton, send everybody out. And rebuild, you know, we got, uh, you know, the Cunhas out of it, Albies, you know, not via trade, you know, but it was just those yeah. times where we started addressing needs and we did. And obviously Acuna is a superstar and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to be able to pitch to win ball games. Mm -hmm. and it just seems like the Braves can't like their bullpen is great. You know, you may not have thought that tonight based off of their performance, but or the last, you know, two games. But at the same time, you're talking about a team that hasn't had a day off in 20 games you know no pitching that can go beyond can give him a quality start you know one inning from a guy who i didn't even know was on the roster today yeah did they do an opener or something yeah, tonight? Today, yeah yeah i don't know it just seemed like okay you know what we're gonna pitch by committee um other than yeah. you know What's uh Tuki Toussaint, you know, who who pitched mm -hmm. yesterday? I mean, that guy is a roller coaster in himself because he looks great one day and looks atrocious the next day. <laughs> so it just seems like this team, it's either they're gonna realize that they have good players and they can actually play against good teams like the Yankees. I mean, because the Yankees alone are a great organization from the from a long standpoint. You know what I mean? It seems like yeah, a couple of down years here and there, but you pick up, you know, you pick up where you left off and. And it seems like the Yankees now are a force in the American League. I mean, the Braves want to be there, but it just seems like the last, really, the last 20 years, they've been, I would hate to say it as a Braves fan, but we've been posers in the sense where we have good squads but can never get it over the top. A one and right. done in the playoffs every year. It's pretty annoying, but it is right. what it is. No, I get it. And, um, I mean, I think you still have a shot with that division. Um, obviously, the two contenders you guys are going to go up against mostly is probably Philadelphia and obviously Washington. But um, you bring up the Yankees, and Kyle, I know you're a big Yankees fan. So what do you think, you know, what's your overall perspective here on this, on their odds here in this 60-game season? Do you think anything's going to, I don't know, what do you think? Well, I think the Yankees, um, I like the way I'm like going to see them, though. But just need to work on runners in scoring position, though. Oh, nice. Last few games, yeah, we, first two innings, actually, today, bases loaded, could not drive one runner in. Yeah, two solo so two solo shots are going to help, but you know, you know, Gary, he's so inconsistent. Been a measly point zero nine five to start off today with an OPS of like what two, and then you got to worry about Stan and Judge. I mean, with their health, and you know how they even said he lost weight, but still, you see him on the bench, fucking Jacob Stan again. Uh, what do you happen to him? He has back soreness. I heard. Um, 
Honestly, man, I, I just lost track. They get hurt. I just there's always it. something. It's always something with Jim Carroll, man. Like he just say he'd be walking, he hurt his calf, and then you won't see him for it was, ten. Oh, it was a hamstring. Yeah, hamstring. But I don't know. Did you hear any news about what happened to Judge today, or or so, just a rest day, or what? I think the Judge thing is it's lower back, and they they said tonight on the telecast that it's going to be day to day. Um, and <laughs> usually it never ends up good for us, but I feel like with the Yankees, it's always something that's happening everything something easier like, like they, they they're obviously a good you know team they've got the talent yeah. they've got the depth which is yeah. what everybody knows them for but it's that it's the injury bug or it's how reliant they are on hitting home runs you know yeah you gotta be weasley after you get a good start from garrett cole but you don't know what you're gonna get for the next four games you know yeah that's get, on the other get, side it's the fucking rotation like kind of similar to the braves where they're looking at question marks (laughs) you have garrett cole be happy for that one oh i am i mean but but luck beyond that you either get you either get really good mashiro tanaka or you get a really bad mashiro tanaka today he actually pitched great we got good mashiro tanaka so that helps Mm -hmm. the offense start out good today with uh luke born with a double down the line i might want to see him from luke a lot I think he should be our everyday first baseman. To be honest with you, Luke, yeah, Luke's producing a lot. Um, first baseman too, though. What's his name? Uh, yeah, the, the, the fucking first baseman's a good position in today's game. I feel like a lot of them are just being productive. And again, uh, Eddie, I want to ask you because Freddie Freeman was hitless in this series, but he's always productive, man. And he's got. I feel like he's due for another big year. I don't know how old he is. I know he's been in the league for a bit, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I think him and fucking, you know, when Ronald gets back, Acuna, that's going to be a nice tandem to to watch, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you speak of Freddie Freeman, you know, obviously, um, you know, I kind of, I guess you can say the way you thought of Chipper Jones. You think Chipper Jones, you think Atlanta Braves. You think Freddie Freeman, you think Atlanta Braves. Uh, Obviously, Ronald Acuna is starting to take over that superstar role, per se. and, And now people are starting to think, okay, you think Braves, you think Ronald Acuna, you know. But Freddie Freeman, for him, it was very hard. He started the season off, obviously, medically rocky from having COVID and, and missing uh, a lot of the ability to really get in the cage, really uh, get his, his timing down. You know, I, I don't want to say that's fully the, the excuse because pretty much almost everybody in baseball, you know, couldn't get into the cage. You know, you know COVID had them down, had pitchers unable to throw a bullpen, you know. Um, but as far as Freeman... It just seemed like he couldn't catch up to the fastball. He was having trouble picking up the fastball, and that made you know junk ball look even more sweeter. But he just couldn't make contact with it. And in this, like you said, in this uh, in this series with the Yankees, you know, he, yeah, he put some balls into play. Uh, but it, it, I just feel like they're not having enough players step up when they need to. You know, whether if you're as far as the Yankees are concerned, if you have a Luke Voigt who can come in and hit, you know a home run or two. If you have a DJ LeMahieu who can go four for five or Clint Frazier come off the bench for an Aaron judge and, you know, go three for four and be productive in that retrospect, that's the great formula for a winning ball club. And I just feel like the Braves, it just seems like if Acuna is not out there, well, whoever they're throwing out there, yeah, I mean, you know, they can maybe get some runners over, you know, maybe could make a good defensive play, but you know, in this day and age, you got to score runs. You know what I mean? It's not a pat in the back league. It's do your job or that's it. 
And I feel like with Acuna out of the lineup, you know, being day to day, and of course, I just got a notification right now that he won't be in the series with the Marlins, which is, you know, uh, you can't. It's 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 a big loss because I'm not saying, oh, why is it a big loss? It's the Marlins. But if you're paying attention to baseball, the Marlins are on fire, and it might. I'm not saying it's time to give him respect, but it might be time to give him respect. You know. Mm. Well, dude, he just came off a nearly a 40-40 season, uh, Acuna did. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think you make a good point when it comes to you're talking about the depth of your lineup. One guy has to be on for everybody else to kind of click. And I think that's the, the fortunate part of the Yankees is that they have all this talent where they can afford maybe one or two guys to slump and still kind of, uh, you know, shrug it off and, and win. Yeah, that's- you know, that's kind of what they're doing right now. They've got Sanchez, who's you know, not hitting well. Um, you know, occasionally he's produced, but they've got Torres who's struggling as well, but they have so much depth. They've got, you know, Urshela's producing. They've got, again, Voight. They've got LeMayu who's, you know, hitting 430 or something. So they've always got somebody chipping in. And so I think that's, you know, right. you make a good point there when you talk about the disparity between Atlanta, um, his lineup in New York. So uh, Kyle, I don't know your thoughts on that too. Yeah, it really feels like that next man up yeah. still here, still live and well. You got, yeah, you know, like Eddie said, you got Clint Frazier coming, not even playing the entire year again, calling in at the last minute. Yeah. Like, going three for four with a home run. You can't even ask for better production. I'm you're sorry, really, from the eighth hole hitter, you cannot ask for better production. Dude, you got guys coming out the ass producing right now. It's yeah. just, it's good to see that you can just do these, all these different kinds of lineups and next man up. And you got, you got Talkman, you got Garner. Our outfield is ridiculously stacked. And the way it looks like our infield, we have a lot of depth there, too. Because you get, if Geo's down, you can put, what, uh, what's his name, Rob? We've got guys stacked, uh, Andahar stacked in the minors right now. Andahar at third base. If, 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 uh, if Glaber goes down, he can put DJ and then move, and Strada at shortstop, man, we got, it's just, it's great to see. With two, and then we finally found our, it seems like the Yankees haven't had an everyday first baseman since Mark Teixeira. Well, we might actually get that. We always thought, what, Greg Burr was going to be the next big thing, and look how he turned out. He got hurt. Think, he's already hurt. That's a good series, and we all think he's coming back. And uh, But that's a great segue into what I was thinking right now. Just like you said, you know, you thought Greg Bird, you know, you think, I'm sure there was probably maybe three or four other guys that you could think of the top of your head and be like, oh, this guy, whether it was Justice Sheffield, whether it was, you know, certain guys that were in your minor league system where you're like, hey, I can't wait till he's there. But the thing that, that I like about the way the AL East is very different from the NL East and pretty much all of baseball, I guess you can say, AL West is starting to get there in the in the retrospect that, hey, do we want proven guys? Or are we going to just sit back and wait and hope? You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes you, you, you land yourself like the Astros. You know, not everybody's going to have the fortune of just, you know, well, boom, Altuve's there. Hey, homegrown. You know, uh, Springer, homegrown. Correa, homegrown Bregman homegrown you know I know a lot of people will that's the Yankees they're always spending money they're always trying to buy wins but it's a it's it's a formula that has resulted in championships it's a result it's a formula that has resulted in a lot of opportunity for the Yankees you know same goes for the for the Red Sox same goes for a lot of teams that are willing to do that and I feel like with the Braves yes do we have a lot of farm systems sure but how long are we gonna wait till we find you know, a Garrett Cole in our system, you know, are we going to go for another five years, you know, winning the division? That's great. But if you want to be like the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, winning the division is not enough. You have to understand that, Hey, you want to be a contender? 
the division, that's great. But that's 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 in the, the you know in the rear view. Our thing, our focus is winning a World Series. And I feel like the Yankees have, you know, yes, have they been frowned upon for it? Sure. But how can you frown upon winning? You that's, know, and I feel like the Braves have the opportunity to go get somebody like a DJ LeMahieu or, uh, I mean, not a DJ, Le- well, Nolan Arenado. You know what I mean? I was thinking him right. both coming from Colorado. But you're talking about, okay, we have a plethora of pitching prospects. What are we going to do with them? Are we going to wait or can we trade some for proven talent? There's a lot of teams out there that aren't going to make the playoffs or maybe falter that we can just go get their players, you know, but yeah. it's different philosophies by general managers. Yeah, man. And like, I've always think I've always thought of that little, um, I hate it when people complained about the Yankees spending money just because I, I think it's stupid. I think it's just part of the game. It's not like it's illegal. It's something that's always, ha- it's not, it's you're allowed to spend money. If you've got <laughs> mm-hmm. money, you spend it to your, you know, to your best ability. You do, anything you want with it and you know they've done it in the past is are some of these contracts gonna hurt yeah probably in the end but if you get a ring or two out of it i think you take it and that's what it's all about in the end do what it takes to win that's what that's why the whole saying winning at all costs that's where that comes from right there and um yeah no so the braves i'm not sure where they are you know financially but i do agree they do need that that extra that ace they need that big guy to get and um Pitching market's pretty scarce right now, but yeah, man, I agree for sure. Um, what I want to ask? Oh, I wanted to bring up the Astros though because you kind of touched on it. So with this whole COVID season and everything, it's kind of taken attention away from them and how they cheated and kind of gotten away with a lot. I mean, they've already gotten to. Did yeah. you guys see the uh, brawl with Oakland last night yeah, or well, the other uh, night? Yeah, the hitting coach. What was that? Because I really didn't see much of it. I just heard about it. I know they plunked him one night, and then like two games later, they plunked him twice in the same day. And Loriano was not having that. After the second one, they kind he kind of had like he was singling to the pitcher like about some sliders. Like he got snappy. He wasn't really aggressive to him. He didn't have any gripe with the pitcher because it was some like some young pitcher that was throwing against him. So when he got to first base, all of a sudden you see the. The Astros hitting coach kind of nagging him on from the dugout. He's like, come on, come at me. And Loriano's looking at him. He's like, you want me? And all of a sudden, you see him, they go at it. They, oh, and then the whole yeah. brawl came out, and all the two catchers started fighting. And the thing is, is that this isn't a – sorry to cut you off. This isn't the first time Alex Intron, which is the uh, hitting coach for the Astros, who was pretty much the main perpetrator behind the whole brawl, um, I, I feel like many times he has been in the middle of a brawl or he's, you know, been an antagonizer in the sense where maybe it's between two other guys, but, you know, he kind of goes above and beyond, I'm going to defend my players type thing. But, you know, that's what a manager's for. You know, let your manager be that first forefront. And I feel like that's why man, uh, Major League Baseball handed down such a stiff penalty of 20 games of suspension in a 60-game season. I mean, that's that's, that's just... Thing, as, that's- you know, that's not a spank on the hand. That's pretty, you know, that's exactly. Clearly and I, yeah. And I just feel like, you know, he needs to understand that, you know, you're a hitting coach, you know, not trying to take away from his position, but you're not the head coach and players. Yeah. Are they going to respect you for it? Sure. You know, at the end of the day, but at the same time, you know, you're not a his, you're not a hitting coach, you know, at the major league level on accident, or you're just there to fill in a spot. You're there because they need you. 
They need you to help with these hitting, you know, especially in this time of the year that everybody seems to be struggling unless you're DJ LeMayhew. But other than that, it just seems like, you know, a lot of people are late on the fastball, you know, and I just feel like he needs to be there, especially for the Astros, who seem like they've been in a extra inning game every freaking game. It just seems like they can't. They'll win maybe 20% of those. It's crazy that they the record obviously doesn't reflect, you know, how much talent to have on the field. But there's a lot of little things, and who knows, like you said, with a lot of the cheating scandal, how much of that pressure has really gotten to them? How much of that, you know, bad publicity has gotten to their psychological, you know, their their mind? You know, are they going to bounce back and show everybody, hey, we didn't need to do what these, I don't want to say that they did it, I don't want to say that they didn't do it, but I feel like there's enough allegation or enough evidence to say that they did something, and whatever it is that they did... They got penalized for it, and it just seems right now it's not a good look because they're not winning, you know, given, you know, everything that transpired, you know, and they're going to be taking their lickings all season. They're going to be taking their, li- their, oh, their lickings, yeah. Oh, yeah. and Joe Kelly obviously, you know, took it up. Yes, I wanted to bring also, that up. Who also ended up getting his uh, appeal, you know, I think they went from, what, six games, or what, nine games to six games? I think so, but he's on the. I heard he was on the DL or going on the DL anyway. Uh, IL, whatever. That's a good, good little selling point there. Yeah, that was funny. So I, I love that that he made those fucking pouting faces at them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was great. But um, yeah, they're like eight and ten in, in second or third place right now, and they're not doing too hot. And I'm loving every minute of that. I just wish there was a crowd to fucking... Yeah, just boom. Yeah. And they don't even face New York this season, which sucks. Uh, this, this whole COVID thing has definitely reduced their... It's like the heat Yeah, it reduced everything. Yeah, it's just not... Like, they can just basically just ride their way the whole time. But I'm glad Joe Kelly did that. He really... He just gave us a sense of justice, man. Like, he did baseball. He's baseball's Batman, basically. Dude, brought- that's the same motherfucker I hated. Two yeah, years ago, when he hit Tyler Austin, that dude. Every time we saw him, like, here comes fucking Joe Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, I do want to talk about this whole COVID thing because, so there's been a couple of uh, you know, occurrences already where, where teams have either violated policy or players have just gotten sick. And do you guys think this is going to end well? Do you think we can get a full sixty games plus a postseason in? Or do you think it's just going to be an utter disaster at some point? Um, Kyle, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to uh, Eddie afterwards. It was definitely a shock when you heard, like, the what, the Miami team, they got, like, almost their whole team got it. And you're like, yeah. it, like you know, Manfred was all, just came out on the, came out, I saw on Bleacher Report, he said, oh, the season might be in jeopardy now. Since now the Phillies probably all got it. And believe it or not, that was the Yankee series, and then we couldn't play, which delayed us for a minute. But... I think they actually handled it quite well because we're still having baseball right now. I mean, as of right now, I think I think we can finish out the 60 games, but I come playoff time, I don't know, they might be a little bit more strict with it or depends on how they're not, like, go to different cities and try to keep them together because there'll be less teams to keep track of. Also, I find interesting with the 16-team playoff they implemented this year. It's really, yeah. might really make the playoff process really long, if you think about it. Just because 16 teams, that's yeah. a that's a lot of games. That's a, I didn't like that idea. I mean, for this season, I guess, whatever. But 
I've always felt like baseball was supposed to be a difficult game to make the playoffs. Like 10 out of 30 teams, that's what, 33% of the league making the playoffs. Yeah. You add six more teams, that's over half of the league making it now. I feel like that kind of diminishes the idea of baseball being this difficult marathon that you need to grind. But I don't know, what do you think, Eddie? COVID. I yeah. mean, when you hear it, it's just obviously <laughs> at this point right now, you know, you 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 hear it all over the news, you hear it all over politics, you hear it all over sports, you know, and baseball right now, you know, other, obviously basketball is in season as well, but right now baseball seems to be taking the spotlight as far as COVID, as far as professional sports is concerned, mainly because like Kyle mentioned, the Marlins, um, they had what, 18 guys test positive for it, uh, but I just feel like it might have been a blessing in disguise, and I do agree with him that we we... I would like to think that we will finish this season off. Only reason being uh, the NBA, you know, obviously created a bubble to yeah. keep their players in. Yes, have some players decided to kind of try to bend the rules a little bit, <laughs> uh-huh. and get, you know, yeah. get get in trouble Lil, for it. You know, no, who and, was that? Uh, was it Lou Williams? Yes. Uh, Wait, so got cross on to get takeout or something, delivery? Something yeah. like that. So, and then you have, um, I believe, Dan Plesak's son, who this yep. past week, just got kicked, you know, sent home because, hey, you know, right now Manfred, he, he, he needs to make sure or he's trying at least to make baseball as safe as possible. And if you have players taking it upon themselves saying, hey, I'm above the game, I'm above my team, I'm above my teammates by, you know, and I believe Mike Clevenger was also another one. Difference is, is that Mike Clevenger is a starting pitcher who they really need in that rotation. They decided, you know what? You're just going to be a little bit of, you know, quarantine. We're not sending you home. We kind of need you. But not saying that they don't need Plesak because he's a intricate part of their bullpen. But as far as Manfred, he, I think right now he, he, he really wants to implement the safest possible environment. And I feel like the last two weeks, we've actually seen a, I guess, like the, a decreasing number of people that were actually being, you know, tested positive for it. Um, I don't know if y'all had the privilege of watching, um, I believe it's called Momentum, which is uh, Trevor Bowers. Uh, he has like a uh, a vlog on YouTube, and he actually takes you day by day, you know, from literally waking up and actually arriving at the ballpark, going through the procedures of, you know, as soon as he gets there, boom, they ask him, do you, do you have any of these following symptoms? No. Uh, they check your temperatures uh, before they're even able to, that's in the parking lot, before you even get into the facilities itself. And as you travel, same thing. Every you know, biweekly or bi-daily, they're every other day they're getting tested. They're getting tested. And even at home, he has a little machine where he's actually getting tested as well. You know, checks his blood, yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Major League Baseball is providing a lot of opportunities for these guys to get tested. And obviously, it takes some maturing, some mature minds, you know, from these players. Yeah, they have plenty of money, and I know you want to go out there and spend it and have fun you're still 20 something years old but at the end of the day you're still a professional athlete who needs to abide by the rules and i feel like if they can do that we can get you know we can get this ridiculous 16 game playoff or 16 team playoff out of the way and crown a champion at the end of this season yeah um yeah i think it's gonna be like this all year i think we're gonna have um occurrences where certain players or individuals um of certain organizations just violate things. But I think for the most part, if the majority of them keep doing their thing and they keep getting tested and be sure to, you know, 
follow all the protocols, I think we'll be able to get it done. Now, they were talking about that bubble format, uh, at least for the playoffs. I was listening, uh, watching first take this morning, which I never usually do. I fucking hate watching them, but they were talking about doing that bubble format for the playoffs. So I'm curious to see if they're going to eventually um, confirm it or whatever. Um, But it's, yeah, it's something that we definitely have to just, I guess, go day by day with. You know, it's, it's unorthodox. It's different, but follow the rules and i guess they'll be fine um yeah why not now why not now like you said 16 right. teams is more than half the half the, the league if yeah. you're already if you're going to be doing it for 16 teams you know what's the uh what's the use of just getting the other you know just like robo uh, robo umpires that we that we want to try out in the, in the yeah. and the stuff like that you know why not you know implement this bubble uh, players yeah are they gonna like it no, you know, it took a lot for this season to start, you know, to begin with between the players and the, you know, the PA and you, we don't want to even get into all that, but y'all know what we're talking about. And yeah. it just seems like, you know, if they want to implement that, why not try it during the season? You don't want this to fail during the playoffs. That's the last place you want this to, to right. fail. You have another 40 games to go, implement it, you know, Manfred, get with your team. What do we have to do to provide bubbles for these? You know, I know they tried it. At one point, let's just have all games in Orlando or Arizona or Florida. But obviously, the numbers got bad in Florida, and they were like, huh, "That's not even. That's not even touch Florida. That's not even <laughs> near Florida. Don't even fly in that direction." You know, and I know because I, I think it was what Disney at one point, and they were thinking about that because they have the Braves. Uh, there's a lot of obviously minor league systems out there, and then in Arizona, have the other. You know, American League, National League, kind of mix it up, and just like my, just like uh, spring training. But I just feel like the. Playoffs isn't the time to to be testing bubbles. Yeah, I think we need to do that now, and or not have it at all. Right, I agree. Um, robot umpires. What do you think, Kyle? I don't, I don't fucking know about that. You I bring mean, that up. Really, can get Angel Hernandez from being umpire? Yeah. Or, to be honest with you. Uh, and it has nothing to do with race, Angel. If you're listening no, to no, this, it has no, nothing to do with race. Umpire. You just stink at yes, your job. So, all right. I mean, he was doing the Yankees game all the night, and he just, he, his strike zone was just way inconsistent. First inning, already Aaron Boone's bitching at him to tighten his shit up. It's the first damn inning, and it's miss, he's missing calls by two feet. But I, I'm I'm all for the home plate being a robot umpire, yeah, but we still need the human side of it in the field, I believe. I mean, we have robot umpires in the field. I just, I just kind of think it's, it's kind of weird. I just don't know how they would do it. I can, I can definitely see the home plate robot umpire, though. I, yeah. think, I think it's a good idea, actually, to maybe make the strikes more perfect. But, you know, the, I know that all the old uh, the old school fans are going to hate me for saying that. But, I mean, it's I'm not an old school fan, so I hate it. I mean, the game of baseball, in terms of, like, popularity is on the downfall. Because we're not really modernizing the game at all. I mean, I believe Ron Manfred should be fired as commissioner. He's really not helped at all since he became commissioner. But, yeah, yeah. well... Are definitely, uh, I'm up for them. Definitely up for them. What do you think? I just feel like I'm as I'm as old school as it gets when it comes to baseball. Yeah, I'm baseball's not, supposed to be old school, man. I'm not a big fan of the DH. Um, I know some people are very for the DH. You know, it brings, yeah, it brings. I guess you can say, hey, chicks take the long ball, right? Well. So do people in general. Uh, they love home runs, and you know you take the pitcher out of it, 
And I get it. You want to avoid injury with pitchers and, you know, less swings, less, you know, pitches they have to actually see, you know, the better, I guess you can say. But at the same time, if the game originated with pitchers hitting, you know, then then leave it as is. And if the game originated with human umpires, then leave it as is. I get it. Technology has advanced throughout time, but the, the human element is a huge factor. And I feel like who knows if we go if we were to go back you know 20 30 years how many different outcomes in major league baseball how many different outcomes world series wise or playoff wise or wins and losses would we have if we actually had you know instant replay in baseball which is another thing i don't necessarily like yes i get it you know some people love it because it, it gets the game fair but are, we're not even 100 percent with that you know sometimes we've seen the human eye can obviously see an out or save, you know, and obviously these these uh, replays are supposed to see what we can't see. Obviously, it's a bang bang play when it comes to the umpires, and they can barely. Sometimes they have to go off, or not sometimes they have to go off sound rather than sight when they're playing in these games because, right. which is crazy to me because you have forty thousand plus fans there. How how do you go off sound? <laughs> but at home plate, you know, how are you going to dictate? Now we're talking about technology. You want the human element. Okay, uh, Major League Baseball. Let's throw, you know, some human element in this. Well, what percentage of balls and strikes, you know, is human element? You know, are we going to go and review every single umpire in the league and say, okay, the average umpire makes 30% wrong calls. Okay, so how are we going to articulate that in a, in a home plate umpire? Be like, okay, because then if it's supposed to be perfect... You know, how is there going to be human element? You know, and I just feel like some of these pitchers, I think at one point they had some type of, uh, what was it, like in 2009, they had like cameras that were on the side of each dugout that were supposed to give, relay some information to umpires. And I remember, I, I believe it was who, Kurt Schilling or someone who walked up to and kicked it because he just didn't like it. Got fined a pretty hefty amount, but it was something that they had tried then, didn't work out. So I feel like I'm as old school as a guest, like I mentioned earlier. I don't want it. Don't like it. Keep it out of baseball. You want to you want to you want to try it out. You want to test it in the minors, just like Major League Baseball loves to do. Test everything in the minors. Yeah, leave it in the minors. That's what you really want. But do not change the the integrity of the game. Yeah, you know? I, I think that's too far. Yeah, uh, the anal- the whole analytics thing today just is a little too overblown to me. I, I just. I still feel like there needs to be more of a balance with all these, um, you know, metrics and everything. And um, I don't know. It's it's just there's so much they're trying to change. And sometimes I feel like Manfred is trying to change things just for the sake of changing them and not really for the benefit of the game, you know? So. Well, like I said, I think Rob Manfred needs to go. He's done a poor job of just managing yeah. baseball since he's became commissioner. I mean, since he's, I mean, pop, yeah, like I said, popularity is gone, is really dying. Like, not even ESPN really shows baseball highlights anymore. Like, it's all football, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, ESPN only shows LeBron, 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 LeBron. Yeah, it's yeah. all, it's all. Or, it's all, or yeah. the Cowboys, it's the Cowboys, about, the Cowboys, the Will Dak sign, Will Dak sign. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's either Cowboys or LeBron or basketball. It's really. And you like you football and yeah, Zion. <laughs> I don't play too much because you know it's a whole different it's a whole different thing. But I think yeah, I'm been- always watching the uh, MLB Network now because that's the only place where I can get baseball. 
<laughs> like everything's taken over. I feel like the um, analytics is such a a heavy topic. It's yeah, such a heavy sorry. topic, but at the same time, I feel like it, it is me personally. A lot of people are going to say analytics. Hey, it's helping the game. It's helping pitchers. I I, I get it. But from a standpoint of it, last night I was watching uh, MLB Network and they were mentioning how the amount of strikeouts have has increased exponentially the last you know full, pretty much the decade. Then the numbers from the '80s to now are ridiculous. And I'm currently right now I help at a at a baseball facility. My my forte is mainly hitting, and one thing that I try and instill in my kids is is not launch angle you know i'm old school when it comes to the hitting approach i love chipper jones's approaches the albert pujols and i feel like we all have a natural launch angle no matter what and the thing is is that a lot of players and a lot of coaches are really trying to get players to you know go up Upper on the cut. ball exactly you know uh, and i just i'm not a fan of it and i feel like if our hitters if you want guys to be hitting 300 you know hitting 20 some home runs which is normal we're not supposed to be hitting trying to hit 50 home runs batting you know 225 and striking out you know look at dj lemayu exactly you know and i feel like a lot of uh coaches these days you know um in the words of the domingo ayala you know you want to elevate to celebrate you know and i feel like a lot of people are emulating that and it just seems like you know, why are we allowing this? Why are we allowing our, our youth to be, you know, seeing players at least being thought to be, uh, you know, launch angle or uppercut? You see, you know, yes. Does it work for certain players? Sure. You know, you have your Cody Bellingers, you know, your Josh Donaldsons, you know. But at the same time, you're talking about the, the amount of players that are hitting the ball in the air or just striking out. There's no in between. No base hits, you know. And I feel like with the amount of games, like Kyle hit it on the nail. Baseball is getting boring. I love baseball. I mean, that's my that's my obviously my favorite, my passion. But you know, I can watch baseball, but I can't go you know next door and expect my neighbor, who's a big Cowboy fan, to be like, "Hey, man, come over. Let's watch the Yankees. Let's watch the Braves. You know, let's watch baseball in general." He's be like. Yeah, I'd rather just watch, you know, ESPN and watch some basketball highlights and watch them talk about the Cowboys all day, you know. But, and that's why I feel like Rob Manfred, you hit it on the nail, hasn't done anything for this game, hasn't done anything to create popularity. And I feel like the other two, you know, uh, commissioners and the other two leagues, major basketball, you know, and football, you know, as much as Goodell kind of gets the booze here and there, he, yeah. <laughs> he has done a lot to help this game evolve. Whether it's from a you know marketing advertising standpoint, international standpoint, you know I know we tried London baseball and and certain aspects, but it's 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 just very hard because you know the travel and 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 the logistics of it. I just don't feel like Rob Manfred has the not necessarily the knowledge. I just don't feel like he's doing enough to really get this game back to how it was. America bred baseball in the 1920s. It was it was something that you just did, you know. Now football. I'm from Texas. Texas is all about high school football. It was a norm. It's a normal thing down here, you know. It's, if you skip church to watch Dallas Cowboys play, it seemed like that was the right thing to do, 
I mean, you know, I'm not going to go into religion. Don't worry about that. But it just seems like here in Texas, you know, it's football and then it's everything else. And I feel like back in the 20s, it was baseball and then everything else. Now it seems like America is driven by football and basketball and baseball needs to do a lot more to get back into this game, into this race. No, you, you, you're fucking spot on. And I think, dude, just we have to stop trying to change the game with pitch clock with he's not allowed to step out of the box and try to change our players ways. Like stop trying to, you know, I think it starts on the field where we have yep. to get back to fundamentals. And, you know, back in the day it was, um, you know, each hero was the guy who knew, just knew how to straight up hit. It was, uh, what's the motherfuckers? Uh, to, uh, the dude who never struck out Tony, uh, Tony Gwynn, Tony Gwynn, dude, he mm-hmm. could, Flat out. I love those types of hitters, and I feel like getting guys, you know, you don't have to, you don't even have to be a straight up contact finesse type of hitter. Just guys that make contact at even a moderate rate. We need more of that and less of those guys who strike out 200, you know, times a season or 30% of their at bats and get back to just playing baseball and, you know, settling for that single the other way or hitting the double in the gap and not just worrying about hitting the ball 450 feet, lifting weights, trying to look like an Olympic. Exactly. Too many people are now pool happy now. That's why half the league has shifts on them now. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. It's a whole whole different thing. It's, I don't know, man. Um, Yeah, no, it's, I definitely agree. It's, um, something that I've always been paying attention to and it's uh, a growing concern of mine. Um, personally, I just feel like it's really starting to take a big impact and, and negatively. Um, so I hope that we can eventually get back to all around baseball, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts, but we're about 40, 45 minutes in almost. Um, thank you for coming on, man. Both of you. Oh, it's great to be here, Rob. Really great. Sure is. Yeah, guys. So, um, you guys have anything else you want to add? Any plugs or anything I could put into it or no? Nothing? Free Joe Kelly. What? Free Joe Kelly. Yeah. For, for justice for Joe. Hashtag justice for Joe. <laughs> I got one last question for y'all. Right here. Predictions. World Series. Who's in it? Who wins it? All right. Um, uh, it's okay if you want to see the Yankees. Not biased. I never, I never pick the Yankees because I've always feel like that's bad luck. I don't want to jinx uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Um, so I'm gonna go. Let's say for the National League, we'll go LA. Um, but they won't win because they never do. Um, <laughs> and I have for the American League. Mm, that's gonna be fun. Uh. I feel like it's going to be Oakland's year. They're going to shock the hell out of people. So let's go Oakland. I'll throw it out there. That's not bad, Kyle. Uh, I actually think this is the Yankees' year, to be honest with you. Okay. And we say it every year, but I'm very confident this is the Yankees' year. But for my dark horse for the National League, I'm going with the, the Rockies. Mm, I'm going yeah. with the Rockies against the Yankees in the World Series. Blackman's hitting 500 right now. I don't. Th- I think the yeah Colorado's one through four with you know the whole story, Blackman and uh, Arenado trio. I think David Dahl's actually kicking ass too at the top of the lineup. I've seen finally not hurt, but uh yeah I think Arenado's hitting like close to four hundred and yeah just like you said Blackman's band five hundred five hundred dropping bombs. I mean 
And they're actually pitching great. The Rockies are actually pitching good for once. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think the Rockies actually have a good uh, a 60 game stretch. I think they actually make it far. I think. Dang, dude. Go ahead. It's kind of weird. Well, I wouldn't say weird. I mean, I guess if you've been paying attention a little bit, but it's not what you're going to think. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know, Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees. No. I'm actually going with the San Diego Padres. Okay. Oh, versus, oh, shit. Versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Wow, that's like a small like, market galore. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say that, and and yes, this is going to take a little bit of a sprinkling from the Padres and a little bit of sprinkling from the Rays to, uh, if they're in the race, I feel like, which I feel like they will be, I feel like they're going to have to make a little bit of moves, you know, maybe get some players from here and there and kind of sprinkle in some some starting pitching, but or maybe from the race standpoint, maybe one more good, decent hitter. Because I feel like the, the Rays rotation is, is, is really good. And I feel like the Padres have a lot of, you know, Raul Mondesi Jr. out there, you know, dropping tanks every every at-bat, it seems like. And I feel like they're going to start feeding Manny Machado. They're, you know, they have a pretty decent squad down there. And I feel like, like I said, if they sprinkle a little bit of magic, do a little trades, get themselves maybe a pitcher or two, I think they can run the table in the National League. Definitely bad right? Machado underneath, but Tatis has definitely helped him out. <clears throat> Especially because I, I feel like the, yeah, I feel like the Dodgers are just going to – they're the Cowboys of the MLB. <laughs> Great team, but they're just going to fold in the playoffs every year. It doesn't matter. Well, you guys uh, – what about MVP candidates for each league? Who do you think's winning the MVP? Oof. AL and NL. <clears throat> yeah. That's going to be interesting. That is, that is hard right now. It's hard to tell. I'm going to go with Aaron Judge in the American League. Yeah. And in the National League... I mean, it's it's up in the air in the National League. I just feel like right now there's so many players that aren't themselves right now. I mean, the obvious choice would be Blackman if you're going off the stats. But I mean, yeah, if you're going straight out right now with the stats. <laughs> oh, yeah. Obviously, just, Blackman it's right not now. sustainable. No. It's not sustainable. Uh, it'll be very hard to... I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know myself. I mean, honestly, Tatis, if he can carry out, he could be NL MVP too, you know? I mean, that's, yeah, if he continues the way he's going, and he's, Brian, he's reminding me a lot of Acuna. I feel like he's going to come down Tatis eventually. Dude, oh. Acuna versus Torres. Who's oh, going to have the better career? As of right now, I don't know. It's tough right now, man. <laughs> Torres. I don't know about Torres right now. What he's is going on? I don't think he's just taking so many pitches. He's not really himself right now. He's looking at a lot of strikes. He's swinging at a lot of balls. That's yeah, not man. a recipe for success. I mean, I don't want to sound biased, but I just feel like Acuna brings more to the table. He's you a know, five-tool guy. Yeah, his ability to hit, you know, 40, you know, steal 40, has a plus arm, has plus defense. He's, you know, he's he's very young. You know, I feel like the better comparison between think, Acuna isn't Torres. I think so, the better comparison is Juan Soto versus Acuna. Who's going to have the better, you know, career there? I mean, obviously both have great intangibles. Soto... I feel like might be a better, you know, so overall a, hitter. His approach is um, right at the plate. Right. He he is at so old school. He's a Rob Carbone type. Well, look at him. Right there. Ass, man. He, you know, he, he hits all fields. He hits all yeah. fields. And, and Acuna, and Acuna, you know, he's the defensive type of guy with the arm. And 
you know, and, and uh, Soto, he just, he's, he's young. He's going to be, he's going to get better. Yeah. I feel like he's eventually going to be what them two is going to be what, you know, kind of what Bellinger Yelich is right now. Mike Trout, he's above everybody. Yeah, it's Mike Trout. And you, then can't, we, you, you can't compare anybody to Mike Trout. Exactly. Bellinger I, um, Yelich, they're there. I no, mean, I agree. Was cool, but, man, Yelich is cool off the start off this year, too, man. Bam, 136. Yeah. I think wow. he is heat up though i think he's starting to heat up he had a few home runs the other day but um you know speaking of comparisons i think for torres somebody who's further uh, obviously a little further down the line right now but i think a good comp for torres would be to eventually groom himself into a manny machado type of player somebody who'll probably sit around 275 maybe hit your 30 home runs and you know be productive offensively and play some defense at shortstop um so i think that's probably a better you know, Cunha versus a Soto comparison to look at. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of young talent in this league that I'm excited to see, not just on the Yankees, but if you yeah. want somebody to compare to, uh, to Glaber Torres, and this isn't, you know, here we go again. The Braves guys bringing Braves players into this, but Ozzy Albies, Ozzy Albies really came into his own last year. He's another player that wasn't in the lineup this last two games, him and Acuna, you know, that's, you know, one and two right there in the, in the lineup. And they're, you know, they're them being absent, you know, absent is, is is big for the Braves. But I feel like Labor Torres and him have the ability to kind of, they're not going to be the leaders of their team. You know, that's what Acuna and that's what Aaron Judge is for on each respective team. You know, but I feel like they could be your everyday guy, your everyday all-star to sneak in. And as long as they're productive, that's all you can ask for. They don't need you to be the team leader because we, we already have our team leaders, you know, and. Yeah, and, and I feel like Glaber Torres, he's, he's showed. And one thing also is Luke Voigt. I'm going to throw this in there. Luke Voigt needs more respect. I saw an article the other day already considering throwing the guy to the minors and, and giving him some bench time. No, come on. I look at the stats. At, the, at that time, that article was written. He had 10 at-bats into the season. You want to tell me that a guy after 10 at-bats, if you want to write baseball, do you have to come from a baseball player's perspective? It's not easy. The game's designed for you to fail. And if you can't accept that a guy, hey, he goes over 10, you, oh, what, let's throw him out. Let's throw him out. No, if that's the case, then you, you we wouldn't have a lot of guys in our league. Yeah. Bryce Harper didn't start off great. You yeah. know, start off, you know, there's a lot of guys that we just, oh, let's just Dude. get rid of them. No. 10 at bats? Dude, it Baseball. took 10 years to get the hit. Good. <laughs> 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 Baseball is a difficult game. I mean, why do you think hitting 300? AKA getting out 70% of your at bats is it's considered elite. Exactly. Well, it's for a reason. You know, there are, it's not an easy game to play. Um, it's so long, you know, on normal circumstances, it's a 162 game marathon. So you have to fight that dog fight and then you have to go and play in, in the cold fall weather for, mm -hmm. for big playoffs. It, it's not an easy sport to play. And, um, you know, it's easy for us as fans to sit here on the couch and and yell and scream as I do all the time, but it's it's difficult, man. It's really difficult. But um, guys, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I appreciate it once again, and uh, thank you. Not a problem. Thanks for having us, BD Four. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.